3: Previously unhaunted.
1: Are you seeing what I'm seeing? I'm seeing a clown holding an axe and covered in a fair amount of blood. I really wish you hadn't said that.
4: There are an unusual number of disappearances in a town this size, going back to the last three years or so.
1: Mark Rawlinson talked about killing his parents like he was trying to protect them from the signal, not that the signal told him to do it. We're going to the radio station. These co workers of yours, they all got sick around the same time?
4: This was impossible. How could it be playing if there was no power supplied to
1: it? We'll open the same broadcast channel and create a feedback loop that will pick up anyone that already has the signal running through their heads.
5: Can the ghost hunter come out to play?
1: I am going to put a stop to this. Do you understand me? I'm going to trace the signal to its source and stop whomever is broadcasting
6: it. Knock, knock. You're a bit early for Halloween, aren't you?
7: it the audio drama episode 1 the signal part 5 of 6 written by Jamie Evans
4: this is Abigail Corbin Dictating notes on the case I'm naming, The Signal. I managed to get Melissa to calm down again, eventually. For someone who seems to be weakening by the moment, she's surprisingly strong. When I was trying to stop her screaming, she managed to break an arm free of her binds and she scratched my neck pretty badly. I guess I ought to count my blessings, at least she didn't choke me to death. I pretty much had to punch her square in the face to let her go. She's got the music on again and now she seems calm. It's funny, in films they never tell you how much it hurts to actually punch somebody in the face. My hand, it feels like I've slammed it into a brick wall. If we don't find a solution soon, Melissa is going to be too far gone if she isn't already. I keep thinking about the autopsy James did. About the way Mark's brain was decaying, eaten through and filled with black goo. Is Melissa's brain the same? Oh, dear God, I hope not. Mum? Are you okay? You've been gone ages. Mum? You've left the door open. Something wasn't right. The front door was wide open. I could see the remnants of two shattered teacups on the stoop. The animal part of my brain engaged and I felt myself tense. More trouble. My mum, in trouble. Mum? Mum, if you can hear me, I need a sound. What the? Mum? I burst into my mother's bedroom and time slowed down around me. The clown, the same one James must have seen, was standing in my mother's bedroom, an axe gripped in its hands, grease paint smeared thick across its face. It was a strange thing to notice. I noticed that the makeup wasn't done in a typical pattern, not like the proper clowns you see. It was smeared on heavy and thick like the Joker in that old Batman movie with Christian Bale. This surreal monstrosity was standing next to my mother's wardrobe, inside I could hear her crying. Like someone clicked a switch, time resumed, and I knew I had to
1: act. Without
4: thinking, I grabbed the bedside lamp and rushed at the man with the axe. Ah! ah. Mum, come with me! Abby! Where are we going? Church basement. We have to protect Melissa.
2: Dan, what the hell is going on?
3: I'm not even sure I know myself, Brian. What's been going on here?
2: We've had a spike in calls, people all over town reporting neighbours behaving strangely, incidents of random violence. I'm pretty much the only one here. Me and the girl on the front desk. Why are you here? She got me. Must have pissed off a gov somehow.
3: Is this all the notebooks we took from the Rollinson house?
2: Yeah, that's all of them. Pretty dense reading if you can make heads or tails of it. The guy had lost his mind. Okay, okay, let's see, let's see. Um. I'm gonna go grab something from the vending machine. You want a 7-up or something?
3: Yeah, that'd be great.
2: I'm gonna put a radio on. Silence is freaking me out.
3: No! My fellow creatures of the night, our own little town of Greenvale seems to have slipped into the twilight
1: zone.
2: What's your problem? It's just DJ Ghoul's countdown to Halloween.
1: My next guest. Hold on. Wait, man, you can't just... Radios
2: are dangerous. They...
1: Deputy Dan. Calling Deputy Dan.
3: Deputy Dan? Is that you? Turn it up. I'm here. I'm listening.
1: Deputy, if you can hear me, I need you to drop whatever you're doing and get to Abigail's house. He's there. The clown is there.
2: Clown? From the witness testimony? Shh.
1: Call the station to let me know
3: if you've heard this. Cancel that seven up, Bri. I'm going to need you.
2: I don't think the gov wants me to leave the station.
3: Chief can take it up with me. This is DJ Ghoul, the ghost host with... Put James on the phone.
1: A plead would be nice.
3: Brian, I need you to find the address we have on file for Rawlinson's friend, Paul. Go out to his address and look for him. We tried that. Deputy. Hold on. What? Dan, mate, what's going on? Brian, listen to me. Go to the house and question the parents. Take the copies of the Rawlinson Diaries and ask them if any of the weird shit in there means anything to them. Now! Okay.
1: James? You need to get to the church right now. I don't have any transport. I won't make it in time. I'm on it.
3: You keep working on your radar device.
1: Be fast, deputy.
3: I'll get to her. Listen, we need to do something. There's incidents breaking out all over town, apparently.
1: What's causing it to suddenly spike
3: up now? Well, that's on you, ghost boy. But we have to stop anyone else from hearing it. Call me when she's safe. On it.
1: You okay? I need the microphone. <sighs> of course you do. Might well do my damn job. Here you go. Are we live? We are now. People of Greenvale... I'm sorry for interrupting your regularly scheduled programming. You don't know me, but my name is James Hunter. Now, I know you've no reason to believe what I'm about to say, but I just... I need you to listen. I need you to turn off the radio. Not just radios, but anything capable of picking up a radio signal. Walkie-talkies, car stereos, anything. There's something strange on the airwaves tonight. Something that is causing all of the weird behaviour in Greenvale. We call it the signal. And if you hear it, if you hear it, it changes you. It haunts you. It echoes around your brain until it drives you insane. And then, whatever you do, don't listen. We are trying as fast as we can to fix this. I promise. Great, why not just derail my entire show? Yes, I will, thank you. I want nothing but dead air for the rest of the night. Got it? Who are you? Who gave you the authorities? I'm nobody. I'm just a crazy hermit who wants to get drunk and eat pizza until he dies. But people are in danger. People who believed in me to help. And so that is what I'm going to do. Now, I need to see your repair equipment.
3: Breeze, Back away from that door!
5: <laughs> you can't stop this. Oh, believe me, I can stop you. Not me. No. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> you can't stop it. The signal? Boo! <laughs> it's in my head. Echoing around. Won't leave me alone. Won't go away. Let us get you medical attention. No! Don't you see? It's going to come for us
3: all. The voice can't be stopped. The voice? That's what the signal is? A voice? The brief seconds I heard of it, it sounded like nothing but static. Static, yes, but more voice in the static. When did you first hear them?
5: I don't know. (laughs) Time doesn't make sense.
3: It's the voices. Maybe only yesterday. Maybe always. So you aren't the one causing this. You don't know where the signal is coming from.
5: A dark place. Dark, dark evil. Dark. Tells truths. Dark truths. They hide. They hide under candy coating. Need to make more people hear it so I can find the source. Make the signal stronger. Why? I need to know I need it to stop want it to stop want it to stop why are you dressed like a clown you need to hear the signal answer my question you should hear I'll pass it to you
3: and maybe they'll leave me alone yes yes you're hallucinating it's part of the symptoms Mark experienced it too why did you stop Mark Rawlinson did you know Mark Rawlinson How about Jay? Weak. Weak. Too weak. You were there that night, weren't you? You heard the signal. Too weak. They couldn't take it. Too weak now. Gone forever. Paul? Paul? Is that you? We've been looking everywhere for you. Please, if you can just come with me. No.
5: (laughs) No, 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 no. No!
3: No! Ah. What the hell was that about? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Abigail! It's me! Let me in! Abigail! Oof, not so tight. Oh, I'm so glad you're okay.
4: And I'm glad to see
3: you. Who screamed?
4: Melissa. I don't know what's happening. Her infection or whatever it is seems to be getting worse again.
3: Mrs Corbyn!
6: Dan! Thank you for coming for us. Are you okay? Did that man hurt you?
3: (sighs) No, I'm okay, thank you.
6: Look at her, Dan. I don't know what to do
4: for her. She's so pale and she's covered in sweat. She cried out at the same time Paul
3: freaked out.
6: Paul? Melissa and Mark's friend?
3: I'm pretty certain that's the identity of the killer clown.
6: He's just a teenager.
3: I think so. I've no idea why he's dressed as a clown, but he's completely lost it. He's convinced that if he gets more people infected with the signal, he'll be able to track the source. He's reached the hallucination stage himself.
4: But what can we do about Melissa? Blasting music in her ears isn't working anymore.
3: I think we only have one choice. We need to take her to a hospital. Hello. It's me.
4: She's safe. Thank you james
1: abigail are you okay
4: that crazy clown tried to get my mum and me but we're fine
3: james listen the clown it's paul
1: the last person from mark's halloween party
3: yeah that's right i've got another officer heading over to his house now james i spoke to him he's completely lost it he wants to make other people hear the signal he thinks it will strengthen it and allow him to find the source is he right
1: could that work Uh, I suppose it could, yeah. Uh, Assuming my theory is right, that each victim becomes a sort of mini-signal booster themselves. The cost of that, though, how many people would have to get infected?
4: James, we're taking Melissa to hospital. She's in a bad way and we can't think of anything else to do. I'm going to come to the radio station and meet you.
1: That's not necessary.
4: No, I want to. It's okay. My mum is going to stay at the hospital with Melissa.
3: I'm going to take them there, then I'll run to the police station. We think it might be helpful to map out every incident that's been reported tonight, along with timescales. Maybe we'll be able to see a progression of how this thing has spread.
1: Good idea. Tonight is turning into a nightmare. At this rate, the entire town might have heard the bloody thing.
4: We'll fix this. We'll find where it's coming from somehow. I'll see you soon.
1: Hey, yourself. How are you? Did he hurt you at all?
4: Paul, no. I don't understand why he's acting the way he is, though. How can this signal be affecting so many people differently?
1: I don't know. We know it affects the brain, and brains are complicated. The human mind is capable of all kinds of twisted things. Maybe that's why it seems to affect everyone so differently. What can it possibly be transmitting that makes everyone feel they need to end it all?
4: I feel like we're missing something big here. Something obvious that is staring at us right in the face, but I just can't put my finger on it.
1: Well, let's break down what we know. The signal doesn't broadcast all of the time, we know that, otherwise we'd be able to find it all of the time. That would suggest somebody is in control of it, switching it on and off.
4: It could be automated.
1: Ah, that's true as well. We know that there have been a shockingly high number of disappearances for a town of this size in and around Greenvale over the last 12 months.
4: They seem to come in fits and starts as well. There will be a group of disappearances, then nothing for a few months, then another spate of them.
1: Okay, okay. let's see. We also know the signal seems to begin with headaches, paranoia and depression before becoming hallucinations. But it doesn't seem to affect everyone at the same speed.
4: The hallucinations are different as well for each person. Judging from what we read in Mark's notes, His were much stronger than Melissa's. She's only having a few, and Paul seems to have reacted by actively trying to find the signal and becoming homicidal.
1: Bloody hell. What? Just struggling to believe I was passed out on my couch with leftover pizza at 10am this morning, before you turned up.
4: It seems like ages ago, doesn't it? So, how does your device work?
1: I'm not even sure it will, truth be told. I've set the radio tower to send out a frequency very similar to the signal. I think if we drive around a bit, we should be able to pick up boosts in the signal. If my theory is right, that would indicate that there's an infected person nearby. If we can find an area with more congregated infections, it might give us more of an idea where the signal is emanating from.
4: Hey, it's worth a shot. Mrs Corbin?
6: I'm here sweetie. Drink some of this water. Where are we? We brought you to a hospital. They've called your father. He's on the way.
4: Thank you. My mind feels fuzzy.
6: Don't worry about that right now. You're not well. But the doctors will help fix you. Okay? They can't fix me. This isn't a
4: medical problem.
6: You don't know that for certain.
4: I do. Inside I know it. Only James and Abigail can help me.
6: Well, it's a good thing they're working on that too then, isn't it?
4: Do you believe strange things can happen?
6: Well, I believe in God, and I believe that everything in this world comes from God. God is all-powerful, so I believe anything in this world can be true if God wills it.
4: Is it nice?
6: Is what nice?
4: Believing. In God.
6: it certainly provided me with some comfort in the past, and I'm sure we'll continue to do so.
4: I wish I had something like that. Something to hold on
6: to. You can have that, Melissa. All you have to do is find something you think is worth putting your faith in, be it God or anything else.
4: I can't do that, Mrs Corbin. They told me so. Can I tell you a secret?
6: Of course. You can tell me anything, dear.
4: I'm going to tell you what they said. What who said? The voices. The voices in the signal. Lean closer.
6: Are you sure?
4: Yes. Let me tell you. Are you okay, Mrs Corbin?
6: I... I will be. <laughs> oh, look at that. There's glass everywhere. I'll be right back to clear that up. (laughs)
2: Dan, how'd it go? I searched the whole house, just like you asked. His parents say they haven't seen Paul for two days, but confirm he was acting strange beforehand. I didn't find the notebooks like we did at the Rawlinson's house, but I snooped around and looked what I found carved into the wood at the back of the wardrobe. It's those symbols. The same symbols. What do they mean? I don't have a clue on that one, but it gets even more interesting. Oh? Oh. I told his parents that we'd had reports of him walking around town dressed as a clown, and they were shocked by it. Are you ready? They say Paul's had a crippling phobia of clowns ever since he was a little boy, and he snuck up late to watch IT on TV. He's coulrophobic. Alright, I need to take my thunder knowing all the fancy words. Ah, oh, Peterson, good work. Thank you. There's more. Go on. I also decided to check if Paul had any entries on our database. He did. So I decided to run the other names associated with him. Mark Rawlinson, Jay and Paul, all had an entry. Two years ago, they were brought in for questioning one night after attending a party at Victoria Lake. That same night, a young woman drowned in the lake. Linda Jones. Yeah, I knew her. She
3: worked at the bakery. Didn't they ultimately decide it had been an accident? That she was drunk and fallen in?
2: Yeah, she hit her head on a rock and lost consciousness. Kind of more merciful than being awake for it, I guess.
3: Oh, that's fantastic work, Peterson. Well done. Pass me the phone. Hello? Mrs Corbin. it's me. How's Melissa?
6: Not good at all. Are you okay? Y-
3: you sound upset.
6: You- yes, of course. I'm fine, dear.
3: Look, I need to talk to Melissa. I'm going to be there ASAP. I think we have another
6: piece of the puzzle. Well, you'd better hurry. Her father's here talking to the doctors. I'm not sure yet, but I think they've decided on a course of action.
3: Oh, God. What?
6: A coma, Dan. They're going to put her into a coma.
7: Starring Jamie Evans as James Hunter... And Isabella Barbieri as Abigail Corbin With special guest Luke Hunter as Dan Cowell And Tess Gustard as Cheryl Corbin Also featuring Harry McElroy Mark Smith Edina Fisher-Allen Michael Holliday Narration by David Anthony Green Opening and closing themes by James Crow. Haunted, the audio drama, is created by Jamie Evans, with all episodes produced and directed by Jamie Evans and Benton Hodges. Audio engineering by Benton Hodges, Charles Topping, and Jamie Evans. Haunted is a production of Impala Films and is recorded at Free Sprite Media Studios, with special thanks to Duncan Newham for equipment support. Thank you for listening to this audio presentation. Come back next week for the next terrifying chapter of Haunted, the audio drama.
1: Hi guys and gals, this is Jamie Evans, creator and half of the showrunning team for Haunted, the audio drama. I also play James Hunter in the show. We really hope you're enjoying the show and that you're feeling intrigued by the mysteries we're trying to set up. I don't want to take up much of your time, I'm sure you hear something similar to this at the end of every podcast or audio drama that you listen to. This is the part of the show where we beg you for your hard earned money. We chose to release Haunted free of charge because we wanted as many people to hear it as possible. We have no plans to ever change that model, so please don't worry, the show will continue to release for free for the foreseeable future. However, it does cost us quite a lot of money to produce Haunted. Things like marketing budget, studio rental equipment costs, and of course paying for our performers makes the show very expensive to produce. So we've decided to set up a Patreon, where fans of the show can donate a small amount of money to us each month if you choose to do so. We have two different donation tiers on our Patreon, and these come with rewards including access to our Discord server, early access to episodes, and access to a behind-the-scenes show where we talk about the process of making Haunted and the sorts of things that inspired the show. That literally doubles the amount of Haunted content that you will be receiving. If you could please consider donating so that we can continue the story of James and Abigail, we would be so grateful. Find us at patreon.com slash impalafilms. That's spelled I-M-P-A-L-A. Spell I-M-P-A-L-A.